Hi, this is Larry Cavi, the voice of Lionel from Thundercats. Hi, this is Allison Court, better known as Claire Redfield. Hey, this is Chris Jericho. Hi, this is Dan Bush. I'm Eric Stewart, the voice of Brock and James from Pokemon. This is Laura Summer from Real Dog Structures. Well, hey, kids, it's me, Townsend Coleman, and you probably know me better as the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vince. And you are listening to Chris and Alan. Chris and Alan, the sexiest beast in the UK. You're listening to Alan and Chris. You're listening to Chris and Alan. You right now are with Chris and Alan. You're listening to Operation Retroshock. 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 Thunder. 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 Thundercat. Dudes. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me, as always, is... You know it's a quarter past nine? Your name isn't a, isn't a quarter past nine? No, I'm just saying, you know it's a quarter past nine. I was just saying, because I was going for the cat and go, what is this all on since the last episode we were talking about that? I know. Oh! Uh, hi, I'm Chris Finn, and today we're going to talk about something that's dear to our hearts. And that's games. Now I thought we were talking about blood. What? Sneer I mean, Oh my lord. <laughs> oh, Why? Blinding. <laughs> Blinding, weaker. Yeah. Um, what? Totes. Oh no. Totes and maze balls. Totes are where you place bets as well. What? Totes are where you place bets as well. You know, if you're like at uh, like a racing event, like a horse racing event or a dog track racing event. Where you place bets are called totes. Yeah, that's totes and maze balls. <laughs> I know it's info. It is. <laughs> More useless information here on Operation Retroshock for you all, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the show. Uh, on this well, thank episode, thank you to your Apple device for automatically downloading it for you, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> that's actually a good one. Yes, I like that. Thanks. Thank you to your Apple device then, um, whether you listen to it or not. Yeah. Well, say hi to Mike, because he's probably listening. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hope you're enjoying work. <laughs> it's quarter past nine in the morning. It'd be freaky if it was. See, if he was listening, it was a quarter past nine in the morning. He'd be like, how did he know? <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Miss balls to us. <laughs> but yes, um, this episode is going to be about games, about consoles, about memories. Um, this was a request is from dedicated to the memory of Sween Hollick. Something happened that I don't know about. <laughs> no, it's just dedicated to his memory. That's what it is. His memory card. Yes, it's dedicated as well. Well done. It's dedicated to Sween Hollick's memory card. Yep. That's what it is. But yes, um, the fantastic Sween Hollick uh, requested us to speak about a certain generation of consoles. A generation that he feels is the best in the history of gaming. Yeah. It's fair to say. Um, so we are going to talk about the uh, generation that uh, had the Dreamcast, the original Xbox, the PS2, 
and the GameCube. Yes, that is correct. That um, is correct. Yes. So what we will do is we will kick things straight off with our memories, our fond memories of games that we've played or other things in regards to the Dreamcast. So do you want to start, Christopher? Um, yeah, the Dreamcast was obviously a great, for me it was a great console. Uh, I remember getting it at Christmas and getting Sonic Adventure for it. Um, I especially love the little memory card that you got the VMU that if you mm -hmm. play like Soul Calibur 2 or Virtue Tennis it have a little, little character on it um, which was pretty cool um, almost like a forerunner for the uh, Pokeball pedometer thing for yeah. gold and silver on the yes, DS yes that is correct um, and Sonic Adventure was the first game I got and I obviously a lot of people said that you can't mention the Dreamcast without mentioning Shenmue but it wasn't really a game that I really delved into the probably the biggest game that I two biggest games that I played on the Dreamcast were Marvel vs. Capcom and Resident Evil Code Veronica because this was before Code Veronica was then uh, ported over to the GameCube some time later um, this was um, one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to get Dreamcast and I just remember whenever it came out people going Star Wars arcades coming out for it and I was like oh that's going to be amazing and it never ever happened one of those dire moments. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the Dreamcast was the controller. I think the L and R trigger buttons mm. were very, very springy and could, you know, like if you were playing for, if you were playing a racing game and you were doing the, like the sliding round, the, the the marks on your fingers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. were absolutely in, in, insane. Um, yeah. That was the one thing I didn't like about the Dreamcast was the controller. Up, and I think the reason why it failed was the fact that it was too easy to pirate games on. Yes. Because you could either just copy a game and then pop it in the way you go, or you needed a boot disk for some, and that's how you know some things. But in comparison happened. to a lot of consoles, it yeah. was far easier to be. And one other memory, sorry, was playing my first online experience was playing Fantasy Star Online, mm -hmm. where you got like a um, the dream key. Which yeah. then would um, you plugged it in your phone line and then that was you. Um, so I had that on my friends and family bill, so mm -hmm. it wouldn't cost me that much. And I remember playing with a, a guy, and his internet connection was terrible. So he'd be there one minute and then disappear and come back. <laughs> and be like, um, so I remember playing that for a bit with him. The joy, the joys of early internet. Oh, ADSL and all that nonsense. Oh, don't, don't it hurt so much? <laughs> and we complain now about internet. Oh no, mind internet at the moment for where we live is kind of rubbish in comparison to other places like <laughs> what are you chuckling at no no i'm just uh, just chuckling at you i was reading this oh no 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 i know that's what i was like what does he add um but now for me uh, when it comes to the dreamcast i never owned a dreamcast um i don't know whether is there a particular reason why but it was not one that i ever you know in comparison to the likes of you know, a Nintendo or anything like that. It was not one I was like, I want this console. And, you know, I was very much at the age of, you know, the bank of mum and dad. Yeah. Um, you know, That's a bank that never, ever you want to close down. No, it never is. And it never usually does if you're in dire situations. No. So, um, but it has to be important situations <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Um, but um, that was very much mum and dad or Santa Claus moment. Um, oh, Oh dear! Oh. oh dear! That slipped out. And then, and then you near me, 
Well, I'll have to, I'll mom and dad are Santa Claus and the fact that you know mom and dad sometimes help Santa Claus if they can't find if Santa Claus can't find a particular item is what Alan was saying before he near stumbled in the swear word there <laughs> so yes um, yes what he said yes because if the way I've always been told is if you don't believe in Santa Claus and Santa Claus doesn't arrive so keep on believing you gotta believe is probably the rapper said yeah what he said yeah Carry on talking about other things that aren't Santa Claus related. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but it was not ever one that um, you know I want to put on my Christmas list uh, or anything like that. It was very much uh, PlayStation was a Christmas present for me, the PS2, and GameCube was a birthday present. But uh, this is this is a story I have told before, but. You may not have ever heard the episode, everybody, so you may be more uh, uh, a new listener to the show. But um, I think this was—I think I originally told this story in our Sonic episode many moons ago. Um, but this was back uh, just not long after the, the Dreamcast that came out. Um, the game store that used to be in Bangor in Bloomfields—that'll uh, mean nothing to you. Um, but. Uh, Back in the days when we were just starting to get to the big TVs, mm-hmm. and in order to it, for it to be a big TV, it was still backlit TVs, so it was like six feet back from the screen. So it was this big hulk of a thing, and it was a huge screen. I would think, I'm trying to think in nowadays terms, it's probably about. I would probably say about a 40 inch screen. If you had a TV table, it would take up the whole TV table, the top of it, by, by width and length. Yeah. So it would. Easily. A, yeah. Easily. And it's not one of those TVs that, like with high definition TVs, you can carry pretty much anywhere by yourself. But these ones here, you near enough had to have a hernia repair kit on standby because they were that heavy. You'd need a forklift to lift it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but. Uh, the way we have nowadays, you know, if you were to walk into your local game or GameStop in the States and they have, say, like an Xbox pod or something there, and you just see it and there's this nice wee TV on top of it and then the machines in the, you know, a case and there's just two controllers attached to it. Think of this as like the early form of it. There's this big, huge hulk of a TV and then just like this wee tiny case for the Dreamcast in front of it and there's the Dreamcast controllers there. I remember being one of these typical annoying kids that I grew to um, end up despising in my time in game in the fact of will you not just go home to your parents and let us close the shop and get it ready so we can then go home because um, I remember playing it and playing it and playing it this is Sonic by the way if, if that wasn't any clearer to you um, and I remember that the shutter had been put down and they were literally hoovering in the shop and I was still playing <laughs> Sonic. But the thing was, they weren't chasing me or anything like that. It was really, really weird. Um, but um, means chasing them out of the store, not like chasing them chasing around, me around the, the store. store or the hoover or whatever, you know, Benny Hill music playing. <laughs> but no, that is probably my key memory when it comes to the Dreamcast is basically Sonic which is kind of the stereotypical thing when it comes to Sega nowadays especially um, considering that's basically all that Sega pump out with him nowadays yeah, this is for yeah. Nintendo products um, but uh, I also remember still um, 
you know, my friends bringing in their wee VMUs from Sonic with the wee, what was the wee character in the Sonic? Chow. The wee Chow thing. And they're like, oh, look at me, Chow. And I'm like, is this, is this meant to mean something to me? <laughs> it completely didn't mean something to me. Was it, were they originally going to do something else with that and it never happened? I'm trying to I remember. I think it was meant to carry on to another game or yeah. something. Or there was like a little, like, sanctuary thing for them where you picked up different eggs and all this nonsense and I was just oh. so it was literally like Dreamcast Tamagotchi then something like that yeah but uh, no that's my main uh, memory when it comes to the Dreamcast no other real sort of playing memories or anything like that is there any other final things that you would like to discuss in terms um, of the Dreamcast obviously the Dreamcast brought out a lot of great games that you know <coughs> we have seen maybe ported into other consoles but um, obviously you had the House of the Dead with the light gun um, you had the first one to have a microphone as well for for um, that great game Seaman um, and no and you also had <laughs> Power Stone which was a great fighting game that you could play four players um, but uh, it's just it was just you know like unfortunately Sega could never get out of the blocks with with the Dreamcast being a bit of a flop and the Saturn before that being a huge flop as well um, but it's just a case of you know like I still have my Dreamcast somewhere and um, in your wardrobe in my wardrobe in there somewhere your wardrobe's thicker than my wardrobe I know and uh, that's why it's in there somewhere and um, no it's just something it's a console that I liked and um, but it wouldn't be my favourite console but I enjoyed playing the games that I did with the likes of Resident Evil Code Veronica I think it brought out Dino Crisis on it as well um, and then you had like some other games like Ferrari F35 and um, to name but a few um, but we'd like to know what your like favourite Dreamcast game is so um, go on RetroShock Twitter and heck you may win something you may not but uh, just send us a tweet <laughs> you may win them but you may not yeah, you're, so just, you're just covering all the bases there yeah just don't holler I send a tweet I want to win something but you win nothing Chris will send you a packet of crisps Name that crisp and you also win a prize. <laughs> yep. Name that crisp. <laughs> that could that become could become a weekly feature on the show. Could be. Name that crisp. Name that crisp. What's Alan drinking? <laughs> Stay tuned to the end of the show. Find out. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on to the Xbox, will we? Okay. Right. First this time. Original Xbox, um, the thing that started it all in terms of the console wars so to say we had used to have Sega and Nintendo yeah we've now got the next generation of war beginning between Xbox and PlayStation because you know as we've mentioned Dreamcast and Sega effectively kicked the bucket in this generation so there has to be someone to take the place in terms of the console war and in came the Xbox which obviously the uh, main memory for a lot of folks will be the likes of Halo mm -hmm. Um, which I remember playing and being very taken back by it. You know, maybe not in terms of the graphics or anything that like that, but I think it was just just that it was slightly different, and I think it was more sort of the thing as well that it was a completely different and brand new console that had something to do with it. Um, but uh, again, my main memories coming out of this console are the fact. Are the start off, you know, the start off the console war because um, 
I never, again, funnily enough, like the Dreamcast, I never owned an Xbox. I'd only play it, you know, in bits and bobs. But I'd always been a PlayStation guy. Um, so at this point in time, I had a PS2. Okay. But um, the, the other thing I remember about it was the fact that PlayStation had the SmackDown games and this had the WWE Raw games. Yes. And I remember playing the WWE Raw games and it just felt completely different yeah. in comparison to the SmackDown games. And it was not one I overly enjoyed. I, I think, think, it's I think like it felt. I think it felt a wee bit dated. Yeah, I don't think graphically and like the roster wise, they weren't heck of WWE Raw two from what memory serves had Goldberg on the front of it. <laughs> you know, so that was around two thousand and three, two thousand and four, mm-hmm. and obviously he was only there for a year. Yeah. Which incidentally, do you know that they're bringing out a Goldberg DVD? Yes, I yeah. saw this. Have you seen what the last match is? him and Lesnar yeah they've actually put that on the DVD set so they have why why lord why but uh, what about you what memories of the Xbox do you have I remember um, a guy I used to hang about with Um, we were in game in Bangor and they had like Alan was talking about earlier on they had like a TV that had an Xbox hooked up to it so my friend Brian wanted to play this and uh, there was a kid in front of us he was playing it and he was playing it for a good 10-20 minutes and I just turned around and I decided um, kind of a case of because I hadn't you know like we hadn't got around to playing it and then his brother said like right come on let these other guys play it so Brian played it and was completely floored by Halo and how graphically awesome it was that he went to his bank and withdrew money and went and paid for one Seriously? yeah this is you know, this guy was you know just if he wanted something he got it that was the way he oh, worked right, okay. um, which we'll talk about PS2 in a minute um, I don't know how I came into owning one you mm-hmm. know like whether I remember doing a presentation in for for like a video shop like Blockbuster and um, we had to name features about the Xbox and obviously with me being gaming savvy and not many people were I said right does this it does that does this it does that and they said we need one more point and I said just say if it breaks down it'll we can use it as a doorstop because it's that <laughs> heavy but the one thing that I hated about the Xbox there, there was two different incarnations there's one that had the big massive massive fat controller mm-hmm. um, that honestly you needed huge giant mitts to actually play and then they brought out a smaller version of that I actually have both of them yeah um but um, with the Xbox as well, um, probably Halo would be one. Star Wars Battlefront would be a huge memory for me playing that and playing that like online as well. And um, which made E3 this year even better for you? Yeah, and then there was playing the Odd World game, the Munch's Odyssey, on that, which was an Xbox exclusive, um, which was um, terrific. Uh, but again, the controller just. Well, like you, you know, like I was always, you know, had a PS1, loved that, and then the Xbox came out, and um, just really enjoyed that, um, but again, I still have mine up there, um, and there's not many, well, I have, I have Star Wars, Nice Old Republic, and Halo 1 and 2, I did have Grand Theft Auto, um, the double pack, but got mm-hmm. rid of that, because I don't have my Xbox 360 anymore. <laughs> cool. Um, so any more Xbox memories or is that us for Xbox? It was, um, the, it was the start of the console war but it wasn't the console that 
got it into full swing. It was the first one that you could put your own music on, if memory serves. Like you could actually store it on the hard drive. Mm-hmm. You could actually rip it and then make your own playlist and yeah. things like that. And then obviously people start flashing them because it had yeah. instro- instro- had storage memory yeah. for it. Um, so you could do that. So that would probably be the. Well, I could say about the Xbox. Okay, doke. So we'll move on to the PS2 then. So slightly more memorable console um, for me. Uh, got it for. I think it was the. Wasn't didn't this come out earlier in the year? In the year it was released, I got it for the Christmas. So I think by this Christmas it was a case of this was your stereotypical stocking filler. What the PS2? The PS2. In terms of for the price of it, I wouldn't like to think it's a stocking filler. Well, you know what I mean. In terms of it, it'll be on the main Christmas oh, list right, for many folks. Okay, well that's a bit different. That's a bit different. Thing. Yeah. Um, I remember. Um, I what did mine come with? Mine came with Tekken Tag, Ridge Racer. Uh, no, not Ridge Racer, and uh, the latest WWE game. Well, WWF. Then. Oh. I think it was. Was it Know Your Role at this stage? Was that? Is that the third one? second one oh, was I, it, I think it was the first one that had backstage stuff in it oh right okay so it was and you were able to walk around the backstage area in first person view oh my goodness and you could like meet the likes of Crash what? Crash Harley and, and William Regal Bradshaw and Farouk oh and all these sort of guys like backstage it's just like a Wrestlemania 29 VIP experience it literally it was but uh, better only like years earlier <laughs> But those were my two first games for the PS2. But I think probably one of the more memorable PS2 games for me were uh, was Gran Turismo. Because for this time and age, Gran Turismo produced some of the best graphics. Gran Turismo 3 mm-hmm. PS2 yeah it was Gran Turismo 3 this produced some of the most amazing graphics for a console of its time um, it really put a lot of other ones to shame um, it actually see in the grand scheme of things see when you compare Gran Turismo 3 to Gran Turismo on Playstation 3 mm-hmm. see for the amount of effort that went into Gran Turismo 3 in comparison to Gran Turismo on PS3 there's just some things in the PS3 one that you could tell they kind of skipped out on because I know this is going to sound extremely picky but in Gran Turismo on PS3 like if you were driving along the shadow of the car would look really polygony mm-hmm. it wouldn't look smooth like the car they've produced whereas everything in Gran Turismo 3 was perfect the shadows, the lighting, all that sort of stuff was perfect I think this is maybe more down to sort of one of the big things that is wrong with current gaming is the fact that internet was only getting going yeah. during this time period. Because yeah, so they didn't network adapter for yeah. a PS2. So they didn't have the option of doing patches and downloads to try and fix things and mean that they could send the game out early and then sort it out later. Yeah. Which we get week in, week out nowadays. You know, there's sometimes first day patches for games. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, this was, what I would really refer to it as pure gaming, so to say, as in your game had to be right. And if it wasn't right, 
you failed yeah. and your game failed yes. majorly um, but also like I was saying Tekken Tag um, and the, one of the funniest things in that is like the bowling thing yeah, I played that for hours because it was so funny. Did. A lot of so many people did. Like it's, it's just because they're all doing like their karate moves and then throwing yeah. a bowling ball. It's not something you really expect to be in a fighting game as a bowling mm-hmm. thing. But then in one of the other Tekken games, you had like a side-on platformer, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing, beating up people, you know, like and then you unlock different things that way as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? I remember working in Game and Banger whenever the PS2 came out. And that we had like a duplicate. So, so many requests from Santa. We, yeah, we had a duplicate request thing mm-hmm. that you know, like a like a duplicate receipt thing that you had to fill out, and if you got that wrong, you had to pay the deposit or the thing for that. Ooh, it was ridiculous. That's a bit rough. Um, so we had that, um, and I remember buying mine. I remember this. I remember buying my console an eight gig or the eight gig memory card. Eight Tech- gig mm-hmm. megabyte, you mean? Megabyte, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was say, a big memory card. Uh, Ridge Racer uh, f- 5? Ridge Racer, anyway. Uh, Tekken Tag uh, came to a total price of £425. That's scary when you think about yeah, it. I remember anyway. then taking the PlayStation 2 around to my friend's house where we would then use our PlayStation 1 controllers and get a multi-tap and then we were able to play four player of Tekken Tag, so two in each team yeah. uh, doing that. Um, obviously the, uh, then the big moment was working again for the video shop and then a certain little game coming out called Grand Theft Auto 3 oh dear and uh, playing that there and it just being one of the most memorable experiences that and Vice City were probably the, uh, uh, I think hands just down they would probably be the best games that you could play Vice, Vice City is just phenomenal like so it is GT3 got the ball rolling on yeah you know, you know Grand Theft properly for PlayStation and such but Vice City just took it to a new level, in my opinion. I don't know whether it's the fact that, you know, if you haven't heard our episode specifically about Vice City, go back and you can find it in our uh, quite large archive. Um, you know, be it the setting, like Miami, the music, all that sort of stuff, or even just the story, but Grand Theft Auto is just something else. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then obviously you had the, like to say, Resident Evil 4 coming out for it, which was. Um, amazing. Um, then you had obviously, as Alan said, you had Gran Turismo three. Then you had Gran Turismo four Prologue, and then you had Gran Turismo four. And then you'd have to wait about uh, five million years for Gran Turismo five to come out in the PS three. Um, but there's so many good memories on the on the PlayStation two. Um, it just you know you had so many things you could do with it. You know so many great games that you could play but obviously Grand, Grand Theft Auto would probably be the biggest memory um, that and obviously then buy, you know whenever I first purchased the console and then just you know getting games whether it be um, you know being able to play your PS1 games on it as well um, yeah. but then obviously being able to refresh them a little bit you know like put on the um, you know, like so, it kind of speed up the loading, so make it look a bit nicer. Is it kind of the same way you put a DVD in the Blu-ray player and you upscaled. can upscale? Yeah, make it upscale. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, but it's just so many things to do with PS2, and it, it still is. 
you know, like even though it's been gone for quite some time, you know, like it's still as popular as it's, it ever has. But it still, it still clings on by the fingernails yeah. when it comes to games. I think just people just don't want to let go of all their games that they've had. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like the, their Medal of Honor, their Call of Duty. Their Do you know one thing I remember as well from it? Do you remember Def Jam Vendetta? Yes, the uh, rapping, the, the rapping fighting. wrestling game. Yeah, right? yeah. I remember getting that and absolutely loving it. I don't know what it was about it, but I think it was. Do you know how I'd almost describe it? It was almost like a very, very early WWE All Stars because all the moves were all really over the top and yeah. they would like fly into the sky and all that. Um, but I think the PlayStation Two and the next console we'll talk about the GameCube are probably the last two consoles to do everything one well as close to 100% good as they could. Yeah. You know, all these consoles after this generation all have at least a handful of really annoying things, be that the price they originally were at launch, other things sort of as in red rings and Mm -hmm. things like that. You know, the the PS2 and GameCube were kind of like the last sort I think of maybe the, golden sort of stuff. I think the stuff. PS2 would probably be the best of the bunch, whereas the GameCube would be maybe sort the niche market, the very like the forgotten console. Mm-hmm. You know, like so it would be, but the PS2 would probably be in um, near enough. It was almost if you had a TV, you had a PlayStation because it's the same thing as what happened with PS3. Was PS2 had a DVD player. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big deal for a lot yeah. of people. That was my first DVD player. It was my PlayStation. Yeah, I think it was probably mine as well. You know, and then eventually, as everything happens, they become really, really cheap on their own, and it kind of negates the fact in seven years after you've had your PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Um, but this is also another thing I think about craftsmanship and build quality. I guarantee you, if I was to go home today and plug my PS2 in, it would work, not skip a beat. Whereas, as I told you before we yeah. recorded this episode, my PS3 is playing Funny Beggars and doesn't want to play ball. It'll recognise the disc and say, oh, look, here it is. Do you want to play it? And then when I go to play it, it's just like, no, I'm just going to sit here and wait and do nothing for you. So, um, fingers crossed that PS4 is going to be a bit better. <laughs> yeah. Aspect. Yeah. Well, all of them seem to be big square things. Mm-hmm. But again, like with Sony, they've brought out you know the big massive versions of it, and then like a year scaled or so later, down. then have scaled it down. You know, and I don't this, understand why they don't do that in the first place. Yeah. Well, this is this is actually I only read this article I think yesterday, and it's it's really again pernickety in sort of the details, but um, the PS4 coming out mm-hmm. is going to weigh two point eight kilograms which is only 0.7 kilograms heavier than the current super slim PS3. Oh. So they are starting off weight-wise yeah. quite low. Yeah. So goodness knows in six, seven years' time what the heck the super slim version of the PS4 is going to be like. something on that the, in case you know, a gust of wind comes in yeah. or fly off your shelf But or here's the big thing that I think could prove very well you know, for the PS4 in terms of reliability. See the PS3 currently? Mm-hmm. Its temperature, its running temperature, with the fans going and everything, is I think between 35 degrees centigrade and 45 degrees centigrade, which is quite warm. Yeah. Um, maybe not as warm as like 
you know a home computer or anything like that they can go up to you know 100 degrees but the ps4 is going to safely run with its fans going between 5 and 30 degrees centigrade so if it's not a crazily warm day outside mm. that thing could be running at a really really cool temperature and it's just like that you would think for longevity of your console yeah it's only going to do wonders oh yeah and if people are playing it for uh, hours upon yeah. hours and end then you're not going to get the, the problems you have from it overheating or what have you so it's we just hope well, yeah that's it <laughs> we, we hope, hope. Yeah. touch wood um, we won't know until the thing's actually out but um, I think we'll move on to the GameCube will we? yes right this one has a very fond place I'd say in both of our hearts yes it's my favourite console because we, cause we do love a bit of the Nintendo yes um, maybe not as much nowadays as we used to more handheld nowadays than yeah, home console yeah right um, in Animal Crossing yeah um, I have to play that I haven't played that in about a week I need to go I need to go get my weeds what's this <gasps> Pikmin oh it's a wee flying one Oh, is he flying on? That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's the only reason I flipping have a Wii U at the minute is Pikmin. No, you don't have a Wii U. No, I said the only reason I would have. Oh a Wii right, U okay. I was going to um, say would you be don't Pikmin. Have a Wii U. Sold it at the right time. Boo Yakasha. Boo. Because um, it's dropping like a stone. <laughs> um, but yes, GameCube. Um, such a memorable console for me. I remember my uh, granny buying this for my birthday when it came out and uh, you know got pretty much the whole nine yards. The memory card, an extra controller, Rogue Squadron, all that sort of stuff. Um, that's probably my first really fond memory of the GameCube is number one, getting it. Second, playing Rogue Squadron because having played it back on the older consoles mm-hmm. from Nintendo and absolutely adoring it. Um, to then playing it on the GameCube with the, again sort of more up to date graphics this is when Nintendo was in line for graphics Yes. with everybody else their graphics were there they were on board with everybody um, and Rogue Squadron was just so much fun you know doing the trench run again or you know the other various ones you know like of the levels on you know the forest moon and I think wasn't there was a there was a level where you had to use the shuttle to do something to sneak through um, into like the uh, you know the Empire's factory where they made all the at-ats and you know the Star Destroyers and all that sort of stuff so they were really really fun um, again you've got the likes of you had Super Mario Sunshine it might not be as fond of one for Chris in terms of the Mario games but it is one I enjoyed because I think it's it's well it's the last proper Mario game in terms of the home console before we started going silly sort of let's remake all the original style Marios or and new Mario Super Galaxy. Mario. Well, that's what I'm meaning. Yeah. You know, after this we didn't have proper platforming Mario in the aspect of right. We went on and we had Mario Galaxy, which was running around planetary globes and stuff like that. And then we decided, oh, let's bring in new Super Mario Bros, which is just you know the side scroller yeah. again. We haven't had a Mario like this in some long time. You of course you'd Mario Kart Double Dash, which listen to a, no, it's only two episodes ago, so if you want to hear about that. You had Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, mm-hmm. you know, again in the same episode. 
There was Resident Evils, all that sort of You're stuff. You're just looking at what my game collection is, I'm aren't not. you? <laughs> it's funny how you mentioned all the ones that are there, aren't it? Well, do you want me to reel them off here? There's there's Sonic, there's Metroid, there's like F-Zero, there's like Star Fox Adventures and stuff like that. I don't know why I'm talking like this. No, I don't know either. Okay, over to you. Um, GameCube for me is my favourite console, hands down. Um, I like the fact that in, say, Zelda Four Swords Adventure, you could have four players. And what you can even do is then you could hook your Game Boy up to your GameCube and then if you fell down a hole then the dungeon would come up on your Game Boy which was a really unique feature the same way in Animal Crossing you know the way in Animal Crossing you can go to the island yeah you can do that as well but you needed to hook your GameCube or your Game Boy up mm-hmm. and then the island would then appear like the map would appear on your Game Boy oh, right, but okay. then your thing would appear there so mm-hmm. it's just something for that there um, you then had like something I got for free was a super or uh, the Game Boy player which plugs underneath it and then it means you can play all your Game Boy games on your TV by just using a disc. Um, one of the first, yeah, one of the first consoles that, from the ones we've talked about that had a wireless controller as well. True, WaveBird. Uh, WaveBird, um, which I actually have as well. And then you had limited edition ones. You had either had black, you had purple, um, or you had like I have a Resident Evil yeah, Four. Yeah, Resident Evil one. Yeah, um, so um, like how many hours of fun have we had with your GameCube over here? Like with being putting the Pokemon Game Boy game on the flipping player and putting yeah, it on that's the TV tr- that's true. That's true. I mean, Star Fox Adventures was a game that I thought. Well, I liked like Lilac Wars, mm-hmm. and I liked Star Fox on or Star Wing on the SNES so I'll play it and it was like an adventure game and I thought I'm not gonna like this but I ended up completing it and absolutely adoring the game. Um then you obviously had, you know, there's some exclusive some ones that started off there that likes to say WarioWare, um Mario Tennis um well Mario Tennis started in the N sixty four, sorry. But the likes of say Mario Baseball um was on the GameCube um, you had the likes of all the Resident Evils, Resident Evil Zero, which was a re- um, exclusive to GameCube that mm-hmm. I've never seen on any other console. I've seen all, all the other ones ported over to like the PlayStation or some of them Resident Evil 4 and Code Veronica mm-hmm. to the Xbox, yeah. but Zero, just not a lot of people seem to know about it. Yeah. Um, but for me, GameCube just has so many memories, like as Alan said, like I got a Japanese one. Uh, first of all, which made me switch between um, Japanese and American, <laughs> and then and then I managed to get myself a UK one, and you just got yourself a freeloader thing or action replay, and then you could play games from wherever you wanted. You naughty boy! I know. Well, it just meant that if you wanted to import something, say like Resident Evil Four, I got for my birthday. And I played it, and I just absolutely adored it. And to this day, it is still one of my favorite games. Um, that's something we should do again: is see if our opinions of our favorite games have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. That could be a good one for the future. Yeah, sounds good. Um, you know, uh, so you have like so many games. Like I, I, the GameCube is probably the console that I have the most games f- for. I have got rid of some of the games, say like Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes, because I have it on PS3. I'll probably not play it on the GameCube. Um, again, but you just have so many good things like Resident Evil, the first one they speaking of good games for GameCube they brought up the um, 
the high definition kind of of Resident Evil um, on that and kind of you know remastered it very much like they did with Metal Gear um, but if you can you know like if you have a Wii you have the facilities there to play the GameCube well providing you know like you, you bought one of the older uh, you bought one of the older Wii's instead of mm -hmm. one of the ones that sits you know flat um, but if you haven't got a GameCube look in to get one I know you get them cheap now like. I know your woman Zara um who I follow on Twitter, yes. who I've played a lot of Animal Crossing with. Um, she actually bought one with quite a lot of games, mm. and she got it for like 20 quid. That's nothing. Yeah. For the quality of games and the console, it's absolutely nothing. It is a bargain. Yeah, and obviously you have the likes of say Zelda Wind Waker. Uh, Twilight Princess was originally meant to be a GameCube-only game, and then it obviously brought it out in the Wii. Um, but it's one of the rarer ones to get, what I, I actually went into Banger whenever I was doing my like training program mm -hmm. and they had a box full of GameCube games and I looked in there and they had that and I went I'm buying this stroked and I was just like mid bot um, but yeah uh, Animal Crossing as well was the big 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 game for me not knowing a lot, an awful lot about it you know like I, I got it imported um, and so did my friend Brian who I was talking about with the Xbox yeah. one and obviously like you can the 3DS, you know, like Alan can open his gate and then I can visit his town and, you know, give him presents or whatever, or he's chopped down his trees and his town's just a mess and it's just like, what are you doing with that there? I'm going to have weeds when I go back. Um, it's not good. And then, well, oh God, I should put up my Animal Crossing. Mate, I won the bug competition last weekend. I forgot uh, that it was on and uh, Sylvia won it and it's just like, cheat, cheat. What's, what's your lizard called? Nat? Uh, yes. Yeah. Flipping Natalie just wants to eat all the bugs and stuff That's like that. That's true. Just reminds me of our Natalie that we know wants to eat everything like. Um, so with Animal <laughs> Crossing, you obviously put in your memory card, and that's it. You know, like you get a memory card free with it because it takes up that many blocks that you do that. So I could go round my friend's house and put my memory card in port two, and then he can visit my town, and then take stuff there, and then go back to his town. And that was just something really, really unique and something really fresh. Um, that was just you know made Animal Crossing what it was and it was just a case of like I know not too long ago you know like a guy I used to hang about with um, we were playing it and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning and we actually found a ghost who if we caught like all the ghost spirits he would actually get rid of because obviously no matter where I went it was weeds mm -hmm. like if you picture your time with just weeds everywhere that yeah. was what mine was like but he said if I caught his uh, the baby spirits or whatever, he would get rid of all the weeds, and he mm -hmm. did. So the town's probably still wrecked. But it's a case of because they they if you haven't if you haven't played it for a week, they'll say, oh hi, hi Alan, I haven't seen you for a while, and mm -hmm. they'll say like it's been two weeks or whatever length of time it's been. Um, but it's just that for me is just a big big moment in my probably my game in life would be Animal Crossing. Uh, you know, like them playing on the DS, which is just a carbon copy of the. Um, GameCube one, the Wii version was just like had like you could it had like a time where you could customize your hair and all that kind of jazz, mm. and then obviously going on the 3DS version, which uh, just has so many other bits and pieces in it. You know, like obviously the Wi-Fi, the going online yeah. is a big part of it, and seeing when your friends are online and messaging them if you've got them added as your best friend, things like that. Um, which I'll give a shout out to Lex Hunter, Joe Gwynn, who constantly sets me up and gives me stuff. 
Um, so big props to you, Joe, if you're listening. And uh, he asked, did you see the tweet that he sent us to do with the costumes? Yes, about uh, Reza. Yeah. Yes, I, d- I got them all. And the RPD <laughs> one, the one from Leon, Resident Evil Two, is fantastic. I think I'm gonna have to see. I'm liking my wee Mexico, Mexican natural, <laughs> you know, macho libre sort of guy. You know, uh, running around in my wee wrestling mask, which is so against the fact that I don't like Grey Mysterio. I've got a Zelda. I've got a Link hat now. I think I'm going to have to shake it up soon, so I am, because I've seen um, people have put online, like, uh, you know, the Tenant Doctor Who coat and stuff oh, like that. Oh, wow, I'd love that. That'd be you brilliant. Know, so I, would, I would just love that sort of an outfit, and, you know, yes, they have, you know, they've done Matt Smith and stuff like that, and they've done, like, Dalek t-shirts and things like <laughs> that, so there's plenty of everything for basically anything that you fancy yeah and plus the fact you can save your designs if you talk to Sable then yeah. you can actually save up to six pages um, and there is if you are an Animal Crossing fan there is an Animal Crossing podcast as well mm. where they talk about you know like how your towns are progressing and things like that and it's, it's surprising the amount of stuff that they've said that actually I don't know or the other co-hosts don't yeah. know so that's what we're saying about like she said like somebody said that they had to make room for some of their designs and he went like you just talk to the other one and then you can save up to six pages man I'm so doing that then I'm going to go and get all my stuff back and then do that I wasn't aware of that awesome. um, but just things like that are really cool mm-hmm. dance know. in the club yeah and dance <laughs> in the club just go arm in the air like you don't care and just rock backwards forward with your eyes closed man I need more people to go to my club like there's only been like one person and then me and Chris going to my club <laughs> it's like, it's not apparently you have to bring if you bring him fruit if you bring the, the wee guy fruit, um, he does something for you. Oh, Whether he gives you like some tunes or something, but he does right. something. Right. Um, but apparently you have to do that. But you have to give it to him before half seven every day. Alright, but he only owns his club at eight. I don't know, well, it's something weird like that. or right, okay. uh, something strange. We'll have to be figuring that out. Yep. But um, yes, as you can tell, kind of with our mad ramblings, the GameCube has kind of proved the sort of more topical area to be Winner. discussing. So... Yeah, if you haven't got yourself a GameCube, go and pick yourself one up on the cheap. You will not regret it one wee tiny bit. I want to see if we can find out how much what games she got here. Hold on, two sex. Bear with them, everybody. She got um, two controllers. Um, it was twenty pounds. She got Super Smash Brothers, Animal Crossing. Mario Golf, Resident Evil 4, Rayman 3, Chrome Racers, another copy of Smash Brothers, Super Mario Sunshine, Monkey Ball, Rogue Squadron, Naruto, and Star Fox Adventures, and Mario Party 4. That's pretty awesome. Isn't it? And it was a purple one as well. Nice. Yep. Indeedy. Good choice. Good choice. Um, so, final question... Swain says he's looking forward to listening to this. He says, ah, Gen 6, still my favourite console generation. Look forward to listening. Hi, Swain. Hi, Swain. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Yeah, indeed. Um, I know I kind of rambled a wee bit about you know, what's favourites and all that sort of stuff, but let's try and kind of nail this down before we go. Um, out of all four, if you were offered only one to play... GameCube. I knew that. Totally hands down. But... Okay, well you say yours then. Well see, just because you found GameCube, I'll go PS2, because then we could share. Alright, okay. See, so we'd have variety. Uh, okay, well very, very quickly, okay, I mentioned the consoles, mm-hmm. mentioned your favourite game for each console. Right, okay. Dreamcast. Sonic. So that's, uh, Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Uh, Xbox. <coughs> Halo. Halo. Uh, PS2. GTA Vice City. 
and uh, GameCube. Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. Animal Crossing for the GameCube, PS2, I'll agree with you, Vice City, Xbox, Star Wars, Battlefront 1 or 2, and Dreamcast would probably be Marvel vs. Capcom. There we go, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Operation Thank Repertoire. you very much, Swain, for that awesome idea. Indeed, keep, thank keep you them very much. coming. But also, if you want to let us know your ideas for future episodes, yes. why not go on the Twitter, or better yet, because you get more characters, the Facebook page. The Facebook page. <laughs> which is the facebook.com it's actually just facebook.com not, Facebook. <laughs> not the facebook on the internet and it's facebook.com forward slash operation retroshock exactly so um, yep get in contact with us tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about it'd be very much appreciated we like to make you all very very happy in fact I think what we should do is since this is one to do with games and we're talking about maybe looking at our top games mm-hmm. I'd like if you're listening and you're a gamer I'd like you to send in your top 10 games of all time. I know we've done this before, but... We've, we've done it console specific. We've done it console specific, so you can jumble these up and things like that. You can go from you can go from the NES, Commodore 64, Spectrum, Arcade, whatever you want, and send us in this. Um, get this going on Twitter. Um, we could do hashtag top 10 games and uh, send them in to us um, you can send them in to Alan um, or me my email address is vento316 at gmail.com don't put them on Twitter or Facebook because we always like to read them out it's always a lot of fun um, and some games we haven't heard anything about so we are kind of like what is this game um, so uh, Chris Carboni I'm talking to you for listening <laughs> um, so yeah or you could email Alan and I'll tell you his email address um, that is Alan Price A-L-L-A-N P-R-I-C-E at Operation Retroshock dot co dot UK um, chances are probably tomorrow uh, or some stage I may do a video for my YouTube channel um, promoting this and see if we can get some discussion one there you know like people email well, it in well like mate this is going to be like the second week of August when this goes up that's alright then well I'll just I'll have it all ready then for that so <laughs> it doesn't really matter I'll just go like an upcoming episode of Retroshock we talk about this so why don't you send us in your top 10 games right now mate do it do it now do it now totes amazeballs <laughs> why is this ever started uh, Chris, uh, Chris Kurt Angle even Chris Kurt Angle, Krinchkin. Um Kurt Angle even wrote uh, Maze Balls in some of his tweets. He must be high on something. <laughs> well, we're not going to discuss that matter. <laughs> what the heck? That sounded funky. But yes, thank you all very much for listening. Yep, you can follow us on Twitter at Retroshock316. You can follow me at Alan GW Price. You can follow him at Vinto316. And uh, I think that's going to do us for this episode. Do you think so? I think so, unless right. you have something else up your sleeve. I was just going to say that... Simon Le Bon. Oh no! Oh, failed. French for Simon the Good. He's failed, I, miserably. I have. I will not lie. I have failed. I'm liking this, John. I'm liking this a lot. Oh dear, I thought he was go- we were going to get through two episodes without making an <laughs> no. appearance, but uh, it cannot be helped. And of course that's created a huge audio spike that I will have to fix in post-production thanks Chris sorry about that so yes I've been Alan Price he's been Chris Vind we'll see you all next time thank you very much for listening we're riffing we're jamming yeah. Oh, uh, well, riffing yeah bye <laughs>